And we're back at Hoagie's Garage for another podcast. Kind of looking forward to this one. Kind of what you could call like a local fan favorite almost in a way. Yeah, you know, I look, was looking him up on Facebook and I think he's got like 10,000 followers on Facebook. Oh, really? That's you more know? than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or 10, 20. That doesn't well, go very far. I might, so. I might have 21. 21? Yeah. That a boy. It's blackjack. Um but, uh, yeah, we're going to have Mark Dobmeyer on. Yep, should be a fun one, I think. Yeah, so uh, who knows? You know, we'll have to talk, obviously, Husits, uh, yep. what he does up in Fargo. and If he's going to travel much and different things, see what he's got up this year. Yeah, you know, and just check and see how that back is and yep. make sure that that's all going good. And, you know, we'll just have to see. Yep. But it should be a fun one, right? I'm looking forward to it. All right, when we come back, we're going to have Mark Dobmeyer on. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, Side-by-sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing you can have t-shirts made there um you name it these guys can do it i work with brett uh, vanderbrink all the time he is amazing and i can't thank him enough for how much he helps me and if i were you guys i would definitely check out octane inc you can contact them by calling 605-213-8343 It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. So, Mark Dobmeyer, give us a little update on you, your family. What's going on right now? (laughs) Well, uh, life is pretty good nowadays. Uh, A lot better than it was, uh, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, somewhere in there. (laughs) Um, uh, Things are kind of back to uh, a normal swing of things. We're... uh, I'm working the uh, the radiator shop in the bond office full time, and uh, my wife uh, works at the bank. And then we got two little boys, seven and nine now, uh, Jackson and Ty, and uh, just kind of kind of living life like crazy now. It's uh, they're getting old enough where they're starting to get into activities. So now in the winter time, I got my youngest Ty has been in basketball. I took up hockey the last couple of years, so we've been. Uh, running around between hockey practices and hockey games and basketball practices and all kinds of stuff. So stay pretty, uh, pretty busy all winter long. And then we've been uh, tinkering in the shop and getting stuff ready to go. And, uh, you know, we obviously had a little, uh, little time out there after the incident and uh, had to take a year off and, and uh, get my body healed up where it needed to. And I was fortunate enough last year to uh, jump back in in July after it'd been a year after the accident. And, uh, kind of use the, the second half of last year to kind of uh, get your feet wet again, so to say, or, or kind of get rolling again. And I, I knew we were going to be okay out of the gate, but, you know, after sitting out a year, I, I had uh, plenty of opportunities to kind of sit back and uh, watch things from a different perspective and come up with a lot of ideas between uh, working with uh, different people that drove the car for me and helped me out while I was I was held up between Sammy and uh, and Dominic and Tim Cading and got to work with a few other guys who had a lot of ideas. So we kind of took last year, uh, the second half of the year, to, to try a bunch of stuff and get your feet wet and uh, kind of get going and, and see how things went. And uh, obviously it went pretty good. We won the first couple of races out of the gate and 
and uh, felt like we were a contender down in Houston quite a bit when we got rolling there. And uh, it just went good. We picked up one good win in, in Houston, but other than that, we seemed to be uh, seemed to be running in the top three pretty much, unless I uh, got a little too anxious and uh, got tangled up or something. <laughs> so all in all, life is kind of kind of after the big accident. Things are things are getting back to normal. I, I'm feeling really good. And everything's 100 percent with the back. It's all good to go. I'll be honest. I'm not 100, percent but uh, I feel really good. And I, I mean, no matter what, I'm still going to deal with uh, well, stiffnesses with a, 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 aches and, yep. and pains and stiffnesses for the rest of my life. And that's just that's just yep. part of it. I understand it. I can I can deal with it, and I can uh, still go about living a normal life. I feel extremely fortunate that that I can still do this. You know, absolutely. It's, uh, it was definitely a big hit, and uh, now I'm sitting with some screws and rods in my back. But I had an excellent doctor, and uh, things went very well. So I'm. I'm uh, extremely fortunate to still go out and uh, do the things that me and my family enjoy to do and my friends as well. So since you were talking about all those other guys that drove for you a little bit, um, do they all like the car set up a little bit different? I mean, did you find anything that maybe they were doing that you end up using a little bit or? Yeah. I mean, everyone has a little different, uh, I mean, everyone's similar at the end of the day, but everyone has a little different take here and there and, and uh, run things just a little different. So it was, uh, I hate to admit it, but it was probably a good experience for me to just sit back. Um, obviously, I like a tight car. Everybody knows that. I'm not happy unless the right rear is sucked in and and uh, I'm feeling it the whole time around the corner. So other guys had different uh, different ideas and different ways. And uh, so it was, it was interesting to, just to see the, the uh, different takes on everybody, you know. And, and I was helping out as a crew guy the whole time all this was going on. So I was, I was in the mix of everything and helping out on the decisions and, and doing everything so it was uh it was really uh it was a different experience for me but at the end i think it was good we did learn a lot um we tried a lot of different stuff some stuff we got we we tried we didn't like some stuff we tried and really liked so kind of uh it definitely opened our opened our eyes a little bit and uh trying different things and and we used that second half of the year like i said to uh go and run through all these ideas and try them out so we did a lot of uh, research and development, you could say, last year and definitely come across a few things. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting in this season and getting a full season and just jumping right away in, in April, May and get going right away, you know. So, On a little bit of a side note here, I've I've talked to TK a little bit in the pitch. You know, I talked to most of them. And I talked to Dom a few times. And you watch them under interviews. Are they as much fun as they look? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> you watch them guys, some of them interviews that Dom does when they give him the microphone and stuff, like on Dirt Vision, he's a hoot. <laughs> he's a character. He was uh, He was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, everything from just fitness in the car to anything. It was a uh, constant, uh, constant uh, comedian, I guess. <laughs> well, I we're making connections with TK, aren't we, to have him on here at some yeah, point I've in time? Yeah, i out a couple times. I haven't actually got him to respond to me yet, but he will, I'm sure. Well, we I'll, talked I'll, to... I'll, I'll jack him up for you guys, too. He's, uh, we talked to Bowl and he, yeah. Craig Bowl, and he had talked to him. And TK said he'd do it. We just got to make the connection. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how uh, young were you? He was he was a lot of fun to have the car to drive the car as well because me and him. I mean, when he drove for for David, we we pitted next to each other a lot. We've uh, we've, been, we've become good friends. Then the last few years, we kind of worked together a little bit, and and uh, we've become good friends. And we we play jokes on each other all the time. There's all kinds of entertaining. Uh, jokes we can tell you over a beer sometime but uh <laughs> we have a pretty good time so when we went together at uh, arizona and he ran uh, 360 down there for us so 
it was uh, it was a large time. It was we'll fun. have to we'll have to hang out some night after the races <laughs> and with the beer and the stories. You bet, you bet. They'll come out. That's for sure. <laughs> you bet. So, how young were you when you got started in any kind of racing? And before we went on, you had kind of said that now your boys are doing some go kart racing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when, when when I got started, uh, I started in go karts. When I was uh, eight years old, I tried when I was six, and they, they figured out my age, and they kicked me out of there for a couple of years. But <laughs> I came back when I was, age. <laughs> yeah, I was trying, but <laughs> came back when I was eight and uh, ran all the basically junior classes just around here. The uh, It's all dirt oval stuff, and uh, won a lot of state championships and track championships and all that kind of stuff. But I started in uh, junior, junior ones, went up to junior twos, and kind of ran through all the ranks. And then uh, when I was a senior in high school how i got my start in sprint car racing is my dad raced the whole time as i was growing up and i didn't really dawn on me that i would have a have an opportunity to to race the sprint car it was always a dream and uh and a wish and then uh, as i started getting older he let me dabble in a few times hot lap it and when he was out of town i got to race at a couple different events and then he threw the carrot out for me when i was a senior in high school that hey if you turn your grades around i was your average c student before this you know but you know all the way through high school and when I hit my senior year, he said, "If you turn your grades around, get on the honor roll." Or on the honor roll was the was the uh, quote. And uh, for all four quarters, he let me take over the sprint car. So I cracked the books and I uh, got after it. I hit the B honor roll two semesters, and then I also hit the A honor roll two semesters. So amazing! Uh, a little motivation will do. That's motivation to uh, to uh, crack the books and get after the studying thing, and it paid off because after that, I went on to college and got a business degree, and kind of kind of went further with it, but uh, also had the racing bug worse than ever. So I was always had a hard drive in that and raced our tails off from there. <laughs> my, my, my thing to my son was, uh, you get your grades up and I'll buy you a dog, a house dog. <laughs> there you go. Son Oops. of a buck. God dang <laughs> it. He got straight A's and, oh, we have a house dog now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, Sometimes a little incentive, a little motivation it, definitely helps out. Yeah, you know, and he's doing great at Southeast. He's in college now, and he's doing an internship this summer with the Milwaukee Brewers. So, oh, cool. yeah, he's uh, sports turf management. So it'd be, it's awesome. So, bet. so yeah, so then I, I kind of got in the sprint car ranks after that, and started as a as a local racer just up here, and then uh, started uh, started winning races around here. And we're like, oh, what's the next step? You know, well, let's. Houston Speedway is running on Sundays, and at the time, Wade Nygaard was a hot, hot shoe up here. Yeah, and uh, he'd go down every Sunday. So then we started uh, started hitting Sioux Falls a couple times here and there, and it didn't take uh, long. We had some success there, some decent runs. Well, I don't remember what year exactly it was. It must have been old three something like that. We uh, went down there to start the season in Houston, and we were just going to hit the first couple weeks, and then you know, then peter off because we didn't really want to go there every single Sunday. But uh, hit the first race, and I think we almost won the thing. And I was I was leading the race, and uh, and I was a rookie at the time, obviously. And uh, I was leading it and leading the four ten feature, and things were going good. Is driving away, and I was kind of shocked. You know, I figured somebody would be passing me, and I, I probably would have won the race. But I spooked myself. I got the got the jitterbugs right towards the end of the race, and I was in three and four, and about just about spun out. I had it all the way completely sideways, <laughs> and almost came to a stop. Went down the track hit the bottom and started coming out to the high side again. And then Terry McCarroll passed me and I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I went have won one of the first races our way, but either way it jacked us up and we kind of got all excited. And after that, we, uh, we started coming weekly and <laughs> never turned back, stayed up with it after that. So 
And then uh, I was racing down the Houston's quite a bit and got to at the pit next to Dave Lunster quite a bit. And got, was Chad Meyer was driving his car at the time and got to be good friends with him. And hang on one second, let me ignore this phone call that's coming in. <laughs> no problem. Sorry about that. It was beeping in my ear. So uh, got to pit next to Dave Lunster and just kind of became really good friends with them and uh, their whole crew. And then uh, over the years went on, we, we were just pitted next to him all the time and, you know, ran a few seasons at Houston's. And eventually, uh, towards the end of the season, him and uh, Chad decided to split ways. And there was a couple races left, and Dave was kind of in a spot, well, I don't know what to do at this point. So he, uh, he's like, well, let's just go racing. So he threw me in the car, and and uh, we went and ran, I think it was a Knoxville Weekly show and then a Jackson Outlaw show, and we ended up uh, – we qualified really good, which is rare for me at the Outlaw Show. We ran uh, fifth that night, and the Knoxville Weekly Show, we ended up seventh. So we had a good showing, and and uh, over that winter, we we hemmed and hawed a little bit, and then we put a team together between uh, my dad and him for the next season and came out and started running Houston's and Knoxville Weekly. So at that point, we kind of built a good friendship, and uh, things were going really good. We were winning races, and Knoxville were struggling a little bit, but that, that came with time. After a year or two, we started picking off a lot of wins there. And uh, that was the next step in the career, so we uh, we started doing that. We were in Knoxville, uh, Grand Forks on Friday nights, Saturday Knoxville, Sioux Falls Sunday. So the round trip was about 1,400 miles, and we put that on every single weekend. Wow. Yeah, we did that for nine years straight. We raced together doing that. It was uh, pretty crazy. The whole crew, everybody involved in it was all volunteers. Yeah. And uh, we all just uh, loved doing it, so that's what we did, you know. Yeah, my old swans man, Nick, pitted for you for a while when you were making that oh, yeah. trip yep. all the time. Nick, Nick Med, absolutely. Yep. yep. So, yeah, so that kind of that kind of led us there. And then over the years, things things changed and whatnot, and we kind of, uh, we, uh, I was with pitting sponsors. There's there's a bunch of stuff in the mix, but I had to, I was forced to make a decision one year, and that was either uh, continue on the way we were doing stuff and or uh, – one of my sponsors, uh, Big Trucks by Jimco, Sinski and Son, they, they wanted to form their own team and kind of made a nice deal to me. So they'd be family-friendly, race what they want, do what we want. They'd buy all this equipment and, and do all this. So I was forced to uh, make a hard decision, an extremely hard decision at one point. And uh, so I, I chose to go that route and race with them. And so we did that for a few years and had some great success. We won the Jackson, the uh, Jackson Nash, or the Jackson... Or ten ranks series that year, and uh, a couple of silver shootouts at, at uh, Houston's, and then won the championship there at Badland Speedway, actually. So. Oh yeah, I remember you got and, all the silver bars at one time. Oh yeah. Two times, oh yeah. 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 So we had some great success there, and then uh, things kind of changed around there all of a sudden. And I was sitting one one year with uh, I think it was it was in March. I uh, right around I think it was March nineteenth, if I remember right, going into one season, and all of a sudden they. They didn't want to do it anymore, and they were they were supposedly folding up their team, and that was that. So I was sitting going into race season one year with absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad <laughs> feeling. That, yeah. That'd be like today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah, days away. That's, that's that's exactly how it was. It was like okay, so we uh, we uh, was like I had some some serious life reflection going on, and I was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this on my own and and start a team up and, and see how it goes. So I formed Mark Dobmeyer Racing LLC and. And I uh, started uh, calling around and seeing what, what I could do to find a car and find sponsors and whatnot. And I, I had an extremely, uh, extremely lucky and extremely fortunate time with that. I, uh, at the time, Buffalo Wild Wings was getting out of racing, so they had everything up for sale. 
So we ended up making operation. A, yeah, turnkey operation basically. So we uh, ended up making a connection there and and uh, worked out a deal to purchase all the equipment they had, and then they would also stay on as a sponsor with me. And at that point, I reunited with Dave Lunster as well. Um, he's he's been a good friend of mine our, our entire lives, and and uh, I got a simple text from him today. What do you need? You know, it was that simple. We're uh, after everything we'd gone through. It was uh, we could throw everything aside and and uh, get right back at it, you know. So very fortunate guy to uh, to uh, be involved with uh, great people the, the whole time of racing, really, and, uh, and keep it going through all these years. So yeah. so I formed for my own team three years ago and uh, and uh, basically bought the whole Buffalo Wild Wings team, um, and they stayed on as prim- primary sponsor with Todd and Susan LaHaye's, and very fortunate. Uh, they, are, they are awesome people, and we... <laughs> We have a good relationship there as well. They uh, they help me out tremendously, and uh, it's it's amazing how it's uh, it's all come together. To be honest with you, and I still have a lot of friends and family that pitch in. We're still a completely uh, volunteer team. Um, nobody's paid on there. Everyone that's everyone that's on this team is just uh, regular workers, just like myself. And uh, punch a time clock, and at the end of the day, we like to go racing. So that's what we do on the weekends. So kind of the all-american dream working <laughs> yeah so we're still doing that and then uh my kids have, uh you know as, as they, they've been growing up and getting old now they're seven and nine and last couple of years we got them into uh go-kart racing and uh they both uh take a liking to that and been doing very well at it so we've been uh having a lot of fun with that as well in fact this weekend there's a race in crookston minnesota an indoor go-kart event that uh that's what i'm working in the shop right now getting some go-karts ready to go for that so and and we're making you talk to us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's we, get, we got plenty of time. We're racing until Saturday, so no big deal. <laughs> that's you know, them go karts are a lot of fun. You know, like I mentioned earlier too, we used to just race out at Falkins's on Sunday afternoon. We'd run two hundred laps probably on a Sunday afternoon, then run home and shower up and head to Houston's to watch the races. So, <laughs> yeah. Good times, good times. That's what I was telling you earlier, too, in the wintertime. You know, we like to keep our racing edge up around here a little bit. So I uh, have a bunch of old Yamaha snow scoots that were built back in the 80s, and we set up some jumps around the yard, and it's it's pretty much a WSA action snow cross track around the yard here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we set some jumps up, and we let the kids ride these things around, and they're big enough for an adult can ride them, too. So once they get tired, the adults jump on and uh, – yeah, we have a little uh, competitive races around the yard all the time on these things. Then you got a fun, little so. maintenance to do to them after the big boys get done. Yeah, yeah, you just got to put some taillights back on them and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Know. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Mark. The Laurel Ridge Barn, it can host corporate events, fundraisers, award ceremonies, family reunions, photography studio time, and always weddings. This barn is absolutely spectacular. If you have not seen it, you have to go to their website, laurelridgebarn.com. You can also call them at 605-951-0867. You can call or text that number. Again, that's 605-951-0867. They are located at 47677. Slip Up Creek Road. No, I didn't make that up. It's 47677 Slip Up Creek Road in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you have a wedding or any of those other things, give them a look because I'm telling you, this place is amazing. 
All right, we're back with Mark at Hoagie's Garage again. So, you know, you've, you travel some. You know, you mentioned earlier on we were talking about being in Arizona and stuff. So what are some of the tracks you've been to, and how far have you traveled for racing? Uh, I've been uh, I've been all over the place, I guess. Um, I, I base myself around the Midwest, so we do a lot of uh, Grand Forks, Sioux Falls, Knoxville area, and then anytime outlaw shows are close, we're, we're jumping wherever we can. Or anytime we can yeah. pick up a 410 show, we're usually after it. Um, I also venture off to Arizona quite a bit. We did a lot of Arizona Speedway down there and been at Tucson a little bit in that area. Um, I've been to, to Tulare out in California a couple different times. I ran a trophy cup, I think, three different times. And then I uh, hit a couple other tracks here on some random 410 stuff as well. Um, but we don't do it on a regular basis. It's just if it works out and there's a special and we can get something there to do it, you know, then we'll, we'll, we'll try to tackle it. Uh, been over to Charlotte a couple times. Been there twice, I believe. And uh, been out to Eldora, I think, twice out there. And uh, back in 2007, which is a few years ago now, I spent uh, three months over in Australia racing for the uh, Kendrick Racing Team. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, I spent. Uh, I went over to, we learn that's, something that's, every time, but that's before, before <laughs> yeah. Flo and Dirtman. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have watched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went over and ran for uh, Jeff Kendrick, and that's when uh, Jason Kendrick, who's been kicking kicking butt over there right now, um, and for a while, um, yep. he had just just got started in racing. In fact, I think it was his first year when I went over there in 07. and uh, we raced in Perth for a month and a half, and then he flew me over to Sydney, and we raced out of Sydney for a month and a half. And then, uh, then I came back home after that. Well, that hasn't and been then, a lot of fun. That, that was a blast. It, it, was, I mean, it was a good time. I realize you're, you're on the other side of the world, but I'm assuming the racing's basically the same or the track's a lot different. I mean, it's, you know, the dirt makes a big difference from north to south, even in, a, in, a, you know, yeah. in the U.S. But The dirt's, dirt's, dirt's um, a little bit different. The tracks are all the same. They just, it's, it's all the same stuff. They just have a different way of, of doing things. You know, like so a lot of times they'll run two heat races, and a feature and you accumulate points through it or they'll they just do they just have a little different spin but spin off of it but at the end of the day it's the same thing you're running sprint cars on a dirt oval track and you yep. the, the same thing when you're traveling there track track uh, conditions change and shapes and whatnot so it's uh just a just a different way of doing stuff over there but it's the same at the end of the day so but i enjoyed myself with the kendrick team we had an absolute blast and uh got to see a lot of a lot of australia because i was on the i started out in perth ended up in sydney and then I actually went back over there. I want to say two years ago. It was right around uh, right around Christmas time. Uh, they they needed a, a driver for like a two week two week window, and that's about the only way I can make it work nowadays. With uh, you know running the radiator shop yeah. and the bond office and two kids and a family and everything, I can't really disappear for three months anymore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> wife <laughs> might not be happy. Yeah, your boys yeah, are they, driving me nuts. Get home. Yeah, yeah. But they needed me for a two-week window, and I, uh, I smoothed it out over with the old lady, and uh, <laughs> and uh, snuck away for uh, for two weeks, and uh, got to do some more racing over there. So that was a good time. You bet. So, what are what are some of your biggest races so far? What I mean, I'm assuming they're wins, but maybe they're not. But what what are some of your biggest races so far or even your funnest ones what's been the most uh, fun race I, I boy I, um obviously the outlaw wins you gotta you gotta pick them up probably my uh probably the most fun one was uh my very first outlaw win um i was uh we're, we're driving uh, i think it was the with the car with my dad and dave when they owned them together and uh 
I was, uh, I got a call from Troy Renfo, who was, uh, uh, in charge of the Brook Tatnall, um, hard eight racing at the time. And, uh, he was a crew chief on that. And that was at the time when Brook Tatnall's dad was, uh, sick and he had to go back to Australia a couple different times to be with his dad. And so they needed a fill in driver. And he had called me earlier in the year and uh, wanted me to come fill in. And he didn't really know me from anybody. He had just watched, see me race a couple times against Brooke. And one show that stood out was in, uh, I think, Fargo to him that he mentioned to me. But it was kind of a somewhat of a rubbered up racetrack. But I, I drove through the field and I was bound and determined to win the thing. And I, did, I didn't get by Brooke, but I about burned the tires off trying to get by him. But I was <laughs> obviously a very aggressive driver and it caught his eye. And he had seen me race a couple other times before, so I was uh, a, a no-name guy, I guess you could say, at the time when it come to a World of Outlaws car. And uh, he had picked me out, wanted me to put put him put me in the car earlier. And uh, he made a he called me and got it all lined up. He goes, "Well, I still got to talk to the owner, to make sure it's okay." So I'm like, "All right." So he uh, called me back, you know, a couple days later, or whatever. He goes, "Well, I'm sorry, it won't work. He doesn't he doesn't know your name. He doesn't doesn't know you, so he doesn't he doesn't want to try it." So I think at the time they put jason johnson in the car to uh, uh fill picked in. up a no-name driver there you know nobody knew him <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so he, he got he got the ride at the time and then uh they ended up being a rain out of some sorts and brooke couldn't come back for it at the end of the year and i think it was right towards the end of the year it was colder than heck i remember but it was at wilmot wisconsin so he called me so Ren troy called me up again he goes all right buddy here's your chance he goes uh meet me at this track we're gonna put you in the car i got, I got it smooth over with the owners it's okay it's a one-shot deal so come on out. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know? So we, we threw the, uh, the seat in the back of the, uh, we called it the shag liner at the time. <laughs> so, uh, when we were, I'll give you a quick story on the shag liner. So we we're, uh, when he used to come down to Houston, so we had an old motor home, but we started with a 95 Chevy pickup and, and we pulled out with the 24 foot trailer plumb full and we'd go back and forth every Sunday to go race, come back and get in time, get home in time just for work in the morning. Well, when you got five people piled on a pickup, gets to be gets to be kind of a lot you're especially running after a good hot night in that little bowl <laughs> at Houston. yeah exactly so <laughs> so eventually we, we bought a an old shagging wagon what we call it and uh was an old 76 mini jimmy motorhome and <laughs> the things we went to do to, to go to Houston to go racing were unbelievable so <laughs> the fuel tanks were all rusted up so as we're driving down we would have to change fuel filters on this thing at least two to three times by the time we got back to grand fork so it'd be a hundred degrees out we're cruising in this this old beater motorhome you know down to houston's to go racing and i'd pull over and start cutting out so i'd pull over the gas station get underneath it and change fuel filters at 100 degrees you know it was just just miserable Engine's so hot exhaust hot yeah yeah the frame was too weak so we had to weld brackets to stiffen up the frame just so we could haul the trailer with it and all kinds of stuff but <laughs> There's stories galore on that thing. So then eventually my dad realized, oh, this is, this is a death trap. You know, we're going to, we're going to hurt these kids going up and down the, the interstate in this thing. So we, uh, we come up with an idea to build a build. We couldn't afford a toter home or a, a motor home, you know, a fancy one at yeah. the time. So we, uh, we built one. So we bought a 95 Freightliner truck from Senskinson transfer. And then they actually borrowed us to shop in the winter. And we took a 95 Freightliner, cut the cab off of it, stretched out the frame, took an axle out of it, and then we built ourselves an aluminum box on it and built it into a motorhome. Well, we had the old shag and wagon before, so what do we call this thing? We had to call it the shag liner. So. <laughs> <laughs> shag liner. <laughs> well, i got to stick with tradition. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that was our, that was our cruiser for getting back and forth to Houston's all the time. So back to the original story. <laughs> so uh, Renfro and called me up to do this the last race of one shot wonder. So we threw the seat in the back of the shag liner in the, the back end of the shag liner. We went cruising down to Wilmot and uh, met them there in the pit line as they were going in the, uh, in the gate. We got in there, fit my seat in there, got to meet the crew guys a little bit. And, uh, and uh, we just went racing basically. And I had, you know, first time we met the guys just threw the seat in and went and we ended up running decent in the heat. I think, I don't know if we had dashes at the time or what, but either way we got to start off, I think it was front row outside of the feature. So we were having a good run all night long and uh, took off the feature and, and uh, Darren Pittman was next to me and uh, he was, he got the lead right away and I followed him the entire feature. I don't know if it was 40 laps or 35, whatever, but I followed him for all but one lap of this feature <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was on him, but I didn't have enough to do a slider and I just couldn't, you know, I, I just ran second the entire race and then we're, uh, we hit the white flag lap and I'm like, God, do I do it? Do I not? Well, then uh, I didn't think I had enough. Well, then Jeremy Campbell was running third, and he tried to do a death slider on all of us. So I saw him peel off and go, you know, for the bottom of one. And I'm like, well, I got to do it now, you know. So I peeled off. So when we, were, when we went across the white flag, Pippen was leading. I was second, and Jeremy Campbell was third. When we came out of corner number two, Campbell was leading. I was second, and Pippen was third. <laughs> So then we go on the back stretch, and two cars were uh, there was two slower cars. One was running the bottom, and one was running the top. So Campbell kind of slowed down and tried to tuck it in behind the one car on the bottom. And I'm like, well, let's win it or wear it. So I gassed it up and wedged it between the two cars, hit the top of the track in four, and came out and won the race. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Campbell and Pittman ran into each other right at the finish line, and Pittman passed the finish line backwards in third, and it was just. It was one of them things where it's like almost a boring race to watch until the last lap, and then it was one of the most exciting ones you've ever seen. It was, it was crazy. So, That's so yeah, we uh, threw the seat in the thing, went down there, won the won the outlaw race, and pulled my seat back out and came home. <laughs> it was just kind of a. Was that your that first was my, outlaw race? That, that or was outlaw my very win first. Then? That was my very first outlaw win. Yeah. Can't get so, much better than that for. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty epic, and then uh, we had, I got to, I got a chance after that to uh, fill in a couple more times. Didn't go near as good. Number one race in there, but <laughs> we uh, we worked well together and had a lot of fun, and and uh, I was very fortunate that that Troy took the chance on me and uh, gave me a chance at that, and we were able to pull it off. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So that's story. probably my favorite one, just because of the, the way it went down. It was just crazy. That, and then I didn't even I didn't even know I was getting paid either. That was the other funny part. So, oh, uh, you were just we going took, to race. Yeah, I was just going to race. So we took the seat out of the car. He's like, all right, we'll send you a check. I'm like, a check? He goes, oh, yeah, you get 40%. So oh. I got to check a couple of weeks later for 4000 bucks. I thought I was king. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Spend a little extra money on the on the shagging liner or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, the shag liner. Put some new tires on it or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, we had that, uh, that one, and then... Uh, we had uh, Knoxville Nationals one time. We uh, won a prelim feature, and that was uh, that was a pretty uh, pretty awesome feeling there. We uh, we were running good, and uh, I think Jason Myers was actually leading it, and uh, but came through, and we ended up having death sliders with each other back and forth. We swapped the lead about three four times, but I ended up uh, winning the Thursday night prelim show at the Knoxville Nationals one night. And that was uh, that was pretty wild to uh, finish a race knowing you're the the underdog and you win it. And you get out, and there's there's thirty thousand, forty thousand people yeah. on their fans. So just just 
and the place was so electric it was unbelievable so you'll you, never forget that feeling as long as you live <laughs> you maybe sold a few shirts that night <laughs> yeah yeah we had it we had them in some of them plastic totes and they didn't last for about five minutes and they were gone <laughs> we, we weren't expecting to win the race and then, you know so we didn't have that many shirts with us at the time but it was, it was a good time Look, and then, you're uh, talking them death sliders and stuff all the time and, and we watched a lot of races and of course you get to watch them all the time now on tv but you watch some of them sliders and it looks like you guys miss each other by a couple inches once in a while when you slide oh, in front of the other guy is it oh, yeah, as close as it looks on tv or from where i <laughs> oh, sit in the pits oh, oh definitely there's a lot of times where you come across and somebody might catch your front bumper or you catch somebody's front bumper but yeah it's it's uh it's it's decision time when that comes around <laughs> you know it's like yeah you, we watch that and it's like god the guy in the back he ain't lifting that guy's sliding up there you know it's like you know you, you're sitting there you think you're gonna crash about every time you go by but it's it's, yep. it's well that's why we like it it's, what, it's exciting <laughs> absolutely what's, what's your best one from houston's houston's so oof. i've had uh, i've had a lot of a lot of good good wins at houston's but uh, at obviously Houston. the outlaw wins are going to stick out um, the first one I won there um, was was exciting just because it was your first outlaw win at Houston's, which is I consider it my second home track. Yeah. Um, but I have have a huge fan base there. I have absolute awesome fans there. And uh, but we we got to start off the front row, and it was a pretty pretty heavy racetrack. So if you if you're running good and you could you could stay clean, you, you'd be just fine type of thing. And that's what I was able to do. We pulled off and got the lead right away and i just just kept my nose to the grindstone and just kept on rolling and ran good laps and and uh, the track never really widened out a whole lot it was a lot of uh it was a lot of kind of one lane heavy yeah was up racetrack everybody's was, was, really fast everybody's really fast um so that one that one was was great um but then you get of course you have everybody heckling in the back while wow, it was heavy and blah 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 well my second outlaw race that i won that was that's the one that kind of stands out more to me um because i came from 10th um, and I think we missed the dash or something like that, but we were just right outside the dash, but we started, uh, 10th and I got rolling in the race and I'm like, God, this is, I'm, I'm going pretty good here. You know, and next <laughs> thing you know, you're, you're passing cars, like they're, like they're standing still. And I'm, I'm just, just, just flying around the thing. And I'm like, Holy, I'm like, are they, I didn't know if I was that good or if they were having an off night or what, but it was just one of the nights where you nailed everything spot on. And it was we were just just cruising the, the feeling was amazing you know so we're, we're going high low whatever i could stick that car anywhere i mean the crew just had it had it dialed in that and makes uh, fun, that makes for a fun night for you oh yeah so then uh, but i but i had to work my way through it and and uh got up to second and and i'll never forget i was it, you just get in them win it or wear it mentalities where you just get focused and you're zoned in and and sammy was leading it i think he was in the big game car at the time and uh, he was leading the race, and and he was running a good clip. And then, like as the laps were going on, next thing you know, I was like, I was gaining on him, gaining on him. I'm like, holy, I got a crack at this thing, you know. And then uh, as we're getting closer to him, there was a there was a lap car that uh, as we went one around one and two, the lap car was kind of like in the middle of the back in, of the back stretch. And Sammy chose to go low around him, and I had this huge head of steamer on the top of one and two, your typical Houston's wall yep. banger, ripping the cushion, and then humongous had a seam down the back stretch and he went underneath the guy and it kind of spooked him and he kind of turned right on me and he was coming up and i was i was winning it or where i'm like i'm going for it you know there's gotta be room <laughs> and, yeah there's gotta be room so i, I made room kind of <laughs> <laughs> and he came up right at the gate so i i kind of got pinched right at the gate and i ended up like jumping his right front tire 
And it was like Dukes of Hazard style that landed me right in the top of corner number three. <laughs> and I took off and I didn't even lift. I just kept going while I had the lead at that point. So we went another lap or two. And then the yellow came out that that car had a flat right front tire. <laughs> so, but I bounced off the wall and him at the same time, it was just one of them make it or break it moves. And it paid off for me. Luckily that time I got extremely lucky, but it did. So then after that, we were, we just, just kind of put her on, put her on full kill after that. I was able to finish it off and win that second race. But that was, uh, that was one of the more memorable ones just cause I came, it was, you know, I came from 10th and I, I earned every position I got and, and then made the winner to wear it move at the end to finish it off. So it was, There's not it was, a lot of wins in the outlaw races that come from outside the dash. No, if you watch no. them consistently. I mean, with the Hoagie's Garage, we put up 100 bucks for each feature for the four tens. if a guy comes from outside the redraw and wins it. Yeah. Well, we never That's, paid it out last year. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's yeah. just the way it is. So if you can come from 10th, especially in an outlaw race, to win it, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, but you know the weird thing is, it's like some nights it can happen. It all depends on track conditions and everything. Yep. So like that that particular night that I won, I'll never forget. Uh, Kerry Matson luckily started like twentieth, I think, that night. He ran third. Yeah, <laughs> luckily he didn't start eleventh, so, right? Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, of course the silver shootouts. Um, and they stick out just because it was such a such a unique and unique way of paying out or, or and whatnot, you know. And it was a it was such a big race, so they were they were pretty excited. You won as well. two of them, didn't you? If I yep. 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 Look at there, my memory's working a little bit. You, you still got silver then, or did you cash it oh, in? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, at the time I was driving for uh, Ryan and Jenny Grindy with big trucks by Jim Cole. Yep. And uh, the first one paid out. I think it was like thirty grand in silver, but it was two um, two wooden crates that were custom built, very nice, and they were plumb full of silver. And they were really cool until you tried lifting one up because they were. <laughs> it took it took a, a good man to like actually lift that thing up and carry it, and we ended up having to carry them across from the front stretch to the back. And there were people that did it were definitely winded by the time they got there. So, but they were uh, they were pretty generous the first time. They they gave me one of the wooden cases, and uh, in one of them there was a full roll. The bottom roll was still filled with with silver. So they, they did take most of it, but they were very, very gracious, and they, they shared. And then I, my job was to share with the rest of the team as well. So sure. anybody that was involved got a couple bars of uh, silver on the crew, and then a lot of the sponsors we also took care of, too, and got some bars of silver, too, as well. So as far as I know, no, none of them were ever sold, and I think they're all in uh, hanging around here somewhere in North Dakota. <laughs> display, little display cases at home. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, And then the, the second one was uh, he had knocked it down a little bit. The first one, I think, was 30000 30, in silver and the second race that we won was 15,000 in silver. So I'd gotten a couple bars from that one as well. So awesome. Awesome. Hey, Mark, we're going to take a quick break and just give a chance for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sounds great. Like to thank Octane Inc from T South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap, Golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers. And they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing. And I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. 
And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. All right, we're back at Hoagie's Garage again. Now, you know, as I said, like we sit in the infield, I do, and the guys sit in the stands, and, and emotions are running high when you're on the track. Guys get together. You see everybody get mad at each other, and, and it's going to happen. It happens, you know, NASCAR, everybody does it. And, but how long does that last? I mean, are you drinking a beer later in the night with them, or do you ever really forget when somebody took you out, or is it just something that happens with racing and you live with it? Uh, it's something that happens in racing. It all depends on the situation and the, and the person, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, over the years, I've had a lot of run-ins with guys, and I, there isn't really anybody that I don't really that I don't get along with or that I couldn't walk up and, and talk to, really, you know. Yep. Um, it's kind of things you run into when you learn. In, in racing, you can point fingers, you can do whatever, but sooner or later it's going to come around and you're going to be the one pointed at as well, you know. So I've uh, I've learned to try to take a lot of that stuff and just kind of – throw it to the side and you know there's gonna be another race tomorrow so just move, just move on with it you know well um, I, was, I was thinking you kind of have to or you'd, you know you wouldn't <laughs> you have know, any fans you know everybody'd be pissed off you at you grudges all the time then but yep. you know mo most people in racing have pretty big uh i don't know they can they can pretty big pants they can get over it and, and move on yep. you know well you get that heat <laughs> of the moment thing you know it's, yeah you get that heat of the moment thing so here's a here's a good one for you um back in the day it was the first cheaters day show i ever won actually um, at Houston. So I was, I was racing cheaters day running good. Um, Brooke Tatnell was there in Guy Forbrick's car. And I don't remember what year this is. I'll walk back towards my trophy here. Hopefully I don't lose cell phone reception, <laughs> but, uh, so as the race was going on, Brooke was leading and I was running second and we, we had a little bit on him, but I had to, had to have a way around him. Well, there was a restart and, uh, he chose the top and, I chose the bottom of one or two and stuck the bottom one. When we came out down the back stretch, it was uh, it was decision time basically. I I I nailed the bottom good and I was coming up to the top and it was kind of up to Brooke whether he was going to shoot the gap or not. Kind of like when I was passing for the lead at the outlaw deal, there's yep. going to be contact. What do you want to do? Well, he went for it and uh, it was right rear to to left front and it knocked the front end out of Brooke's car. Well, obviously at the time there were going to be hard feelings, but you know there's two pedals in every car and depending. Yep. If you're helping out the car that's on the bottom, you're going to say it's the other guy's fault. Or if you're helping out the guy on the top, it's going to be the other. Oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just just one of them deals. Well, it was Guy Forbert's car, and uh, he is he is a very passionate racer, oh, and yeah. he he gets he gets into it. And uh, so when I won the feature, I, I pulled up and went across the scales, pull up in the victory lane. At that time, <laughs> Forbert came over on his little ninety cc four wheeler. And ran into the side of my car and jumped off his floor there, grabbed my roll cage, and we were having a, a nice little conversation, I think. <laughs> but it got, it got separated, but that was all in victory lane. And, you know, um, it wasn't later that night, but it wasn't long after. Me and Forbrook, you know, talked it out. It was no big deal. And actually, a couple years later, I think a year or two after that, we ended up working together. And uh, he helped me uh, get around Knox a little better and turn the wrenches on the car for it for a whole year out there. So... No. Um, it just kind of goes to show you, you know, it's you you can get excited, but you got to be able to throw your big white pants on and, and get over it at the same time. Yeah, you know, yeah. every everyone's everyone's in the sport, loves racing. They're there because of that. No one's there to 
you know, make a million dollars or nothing. So no. you got to be able to uh, just get over small things, I guess. There ain't many people getting rich running on a dirt track. Yeah. I'm looking at the trophy. It says 44th annual. So I don't know what year that is. I don't see no year mark. So whatever that year was, that's year it happened. Uh, good question. <laughs> we were watching them clear back when they used to do it at that big old trioval thing at the fairgrounds when they had Cheaters Day out there yet. We went to them all the time. It's that was my very first race in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Was the last race at that track. Oh, really? Yep. And then they, then the cheating that they would do, you know, they'd add the plastic down the side of the car and stuff. Then it, you know, it helped some there. Yep. You know, when it was actually Cheaters Day out there, but. Yep. So. Just, just a chance for you to, you know, you mentioned the Buffalo Wild Wings car, um, you know, as the main sponsor. Who are some of your other big sponsors right now that um, you maybe would want to mention or something like that? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm a very fortunate person to be able to uh, to do this team. I could never do it without uh, the help of my crew as well. I mean, I have a great volunteer crew on my side. I got Ethan Wyatt, Aaron, Steve, Travis, um, Dave Lester helps us out down there. Brandon Bicey. Um, I got a ton of guys that, uh, that, that just helped me get to the track and get the work done. And we're a completely volunteer team. So first of all, I'd like to thank my crew that, uh, is there by my side all the time to help us tackle this project and run this many races in a year and, uh, get it all handled. Um, I'd also like to thank my, my sponsors that make all this thing possible. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings is, uh, my large primary sponsor. I, uh, I have a lot of, uh, other sponsors that are just the biggest part of this and helping me get this thing done. So Kello Trucking, um, DeKalb Seed, Dulster Motors, GOB Transport, Lean Packaging, um, High Performance Lubricants, um, Snap-on Tools, uh, Dave Lunster with Lunster Motorsports, Forks Radiator. Um, I have a, a ton of people that just help me out and, and keep this thing going all the time, and, and I can definitely not do it without any of them. No, they're a major part of everything. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, uh, also along with my, my uh, beautiful wife, Jackie, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and my two boys, Jackson and I. Yeah, yeah, can't forget them. <laughs> so what are your plans for this year? Obviously, I mean, you're going to run Grand Forks and I'm assuming Hussets, but you're going to make some trips to Knoxville periodically or what are your plans for this year? My plan is to jump in the seat and start winning races as quick as I can. <laughs> <laughs> And as many as I possibly can. So we're, uh, we don't really have a, a set schedule. we got a kind of a tentative one, obviously subject to change, but we plan on running a lot of Grand Forks on Friday nights. Um, the NOSA schedule has been absolutely awesome lately. They've been building up and uh, run a lot of shows down in Sioux Falls and that area as well, and, and, yep. and Jackson and Park Jefferson and a couple other ones. So um, we'll be probably hitting a lot of them shows on Saturdays. And then uh, Sioux Falls on Sundays, we're planning on hitting the occasional rocks. So once in a while, I'll try to get a few more laps around there before the Nationals. And uh, obviously, any outlaw show that pops up, you'll most likely see this Buffalo Wild Wings car sit that. So we're, uh, we're excited. It's going to be a great year. I can go back uh, full force this year and hopefully put out 50, 60 races and uh, have some fun. Absolutely. Do you, do you have any future plans? I mean, what... Besides what you're doing right now, do you have a a hope to, you know, go somewhere or do something else? I'm very focused on, on this year right now, and that's that's what I'm after right now. You know, last year was kind of the test run yep. where I got back back in the car, tried a bunch of stuff, 
and uh, we tried all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on just this year and uh, getting back in the car and, uh, and winning some, some NOSA races up here and tackling Houston's. And uh, I'd really like to win that championship in Houston's again. It's been a couple of years. I obviously couldn't give a run at it last year, but I feel we learned enough where we're going to be a very competitive car and uh, have a good crack at it. So I definitely want to win the championship in Houston's and uh, biggest goal is to pick off wins. I like, I like winning races. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anybody that says they like losing yet. So <laughs> you bet. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. We're kind of taking one race at a time and uh, see where the season leads us, you know? Well, that's about all we got for you, Mark. We don't want to take your whole night. You got to get the go karts ready for the boys. Unless you got another good story you want to share yet, we're always willing to listen. Oh, I don't know. I think we're. I think we covered the majority <laughs> of them, you know. So. <laughs> all right. Well, well looking we'll forward see. to seeing you this year, then, and I'll I'll try to bump into you softly. All right. Sounds good, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, guys, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody at the track here and uh, not too far away. Yep. All right. Thanks again. You bet. Thank you. All right. Bye. The Laurel Ridge Barn, it can host corporate events, fundraisers, award ceremonies, family reunions, photography studio time, and always weddings. This barn is absolutely spectacular. If you have not seen it, you have to go to their website, laurelridgebarn.com. Um, you can also call them at 605-951-0867. You can call or text that number. Again, that's 605-951-0867. They are located at 47677 Slip Up Creek Road. No, I didn't make that up. It's 47677 Slip Up Creek Road in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you have a wedding or any of those other things, give them a look because I'm telling you, this place is amazing. Hey, we're back at Hoagie's Garage. Uh, Tobe, that was a lot of fun. Oh, that was great. Larry, great stories. Fun guy to talk to. I mean, yeah. I've talked to him several times in the pitch, you know, just saying hi and how's it going, but this this was fun. <laughs> I like this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of great stories to Changing the fuel filters. I yeah. can't imagine driving that thing down the interstate and pulling off and nope. change, crawling underneath there and changing that. That's crazy. And, then, you know, and I've known a couple of his pit guys, you know, Nick and that Brandon. Brandon stops to visit with me yet at the track. And, you know, I, I think I told it to him when we were talking earlier, you know, um, Dave's the one that first named it the propane pusher. That's what he called her one night. And I liked it, so I stuck her on the windshield. And so, you know, you know, a few people together, you know, when you talk to the local racers, it just makes it fun. You bet, you bet. And again, thanks to Mark Dobmeyer. Uh, you know, we wish all the sprint car drivers and racers the best. Body cars, the whole works. We wish them the best of the year. But. You know, but when we have them on, it's it's kind of hard not to root for them a little yep, bit too, yep. you know. So, um, yeah. We got um, all the stories to remember through the summer now. We can sit and talk. <laughs> That's right. So, hey, Hoagie's Garage. Yep. We thank you for listening to us. And um, we'll be back with somebody new again sometime down the road here. Don't know when yet. We just got to keep on the line. That's right. We're from the big town of the village of Leicester. <laughs> so take care, all.